0: Hey, good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so, joined by my guest who I couldn't be more excited to introduce you to, Linny Kahn. She is the founder of the Baltimore Hunger Project. Hi, Linny. Welcome back to the show.
2: Good morning, Gina. Thanks for having me. Oh,
0: we're so excited. The last time we talked to you, uh, I think it was a couple years back now, Taste of Pikesville was going on, which has since been renamed, and you, uh, your nonprofit was one of the recipients, and... Uh, you know we got a chance to meet back then and then the other day i was just on the couch and i'm watching kelly clarkson show right you know <laughs> i think it's what 2 p.m. on uh, on nbc and yeah. there's the good neighbor segment which i love what she does where she talks about people all over the country doing amazing things like you and there's Lenny Khan sitting next to kelly clarkson <laughs> and gordon ramsay and i was like dog on it. That's Lenny Kahn. Like, that's huge. And my boss was like, you got to get her in here. You know, this is huge. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know Lenny. Sure, sure. So we got a hold of each other. And we're going to talk more about, you know, the Kelly Clarkson experience a little later on in the show. But I think first, it's very important to tell us, you know, how you founded the Baltimore Hunger Project in your garage. It's a great story. And, you know, like, take us back to the beginning because you didn't just fall off the turnip truck and and appear on a (laughs) national show. Absolutely. Right.
2: No, it's been an amazing, it's been an amazing journey. Um, In 2009, I started something called Lenny's Garage, where I was able to pull together friends and family with two very close friends of mine to come to our house one Sunday a month to make lunches in what we affectionately called Lenny's Garage. So we would make 250 lunches, and I would have the privilege of taking the lunches down to... Sarah's Hope on Mound Street, and Hannah Moore in Town, And each Sunday I would show up, the kids would come running out, and they would ask me if I was the lunch lady. And I would tell them, today I am, because here I was bringing them lunch for them to take to school on Monday morning. And month after month, the moms would share with me how impactful it was for their kids to receive a brown bag lunch. So as you can imagine, their lives were different than their peers, living in a shelter, but to show up on a Monday morning with a brown bag lunch made it like they were just like everybody else.
0: And that's, and so, that, that's really important because the, the dignity portion and the, and the, you know, um, privacy, I think is, is really something that you, you keep in mind, right?
2: It is. It's definitely paramount to what we do. I had read a study that said kids who don't eat over the weekend, it takes them until Wednesday until they could focus on their studies.
0: Wow. And now
2: Yes, and so now that the city and the county provide free breakfast and lunch to students across the board, nobody really talks about what happens when they go home on Friday afternoons. And that's where Baltimore Hunger Project originated from that idea, thinking we need to take care of the kids to help bridge that hunger gap. So we did start with 30 kids in two schools operating out of my garage. And we had grown to 650 children in 24 schools across Baltimore City and Baltimore County before the pandemic in March of 2020. And you were founded in uh, 2014. Is that right? Yes, we were. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So from, you know, pre-pandemic. Wow. So you grew then. And then this is before, I think, if there's anything that has come from the pandemic, people are are more um, aware, I think, of food insecurity and the divide that exists, um, would you say? Um, So I I think that that maybe makes your cause even more paramount, I would say.
2: Absolutely. So what we found was our model of bringing the food bags to the schools and the schools would identify the kids who are most in need and the guidance counselors would slip our bags into their backpacks before they headed home. Um, Once the schools closed, we no longer had that contact with the students. So we quickly pivoted and became on-site community food distributors. So back March 2020, we were in nine locations in Baltimore County, twice a week, handing out our food bags to the community. We then went down to six locations and once a week, and we were, <clears throat> excuse me, we were providing fresh produce, fresh eggs, bread, laundry detergent, our weekend food bags. We were able to uh, provide winter clothing and coach to our families and each Friday we saw close to 2000 families come through our food line.
0: That's incredible. So you really have grown a ton uh during the the pandemic and continue to grow because I know and we'll get into this a little later but you, you you know you do have a waiting list if there are people that say you know are listening that that need help um you know there's a way that they can a- apply through your website we'll get to that as well but um you know the need is is still it's still growing right is it is it greater than when you started would you say
2: absolutely greater than when we started and i think it's now something that we are willing to talk about i think the greatest problem is the awareness most people assume that food insecurity child hunger is happening in somebody else's neighborhood when in fact it's in our own backyard and when the schools shut down all of a sudden, we realized how many children actually relied on school, not only for it to be a safe place and for education, but relied on it for food.
0: Again, yeah, you're right, Linnea, another bright spot of the pandemic that it's really shed light on food insecurity. And that's something that you knew raising your own two kids, um, that you they had what they needed, but you saw around you that there was a lot of children who did not. And is that what compelled you really to help and, and keeps you going? Um, to this day.
2: It is, because I think it's really important to be able to support other children and love other children in the same way I would do my own. And I think that's really the heart of Baltimore Hunger Project and what we do. We want to be sure that we are giving the children that we support every opportunity to succeed and be successful.
0: That's That sounds like that's your mission statement right there, right? <laughs> That's awesome. I could cross that question off. So um, we know a little bit more about how Baltimore Hunger Project responded to and pivoted during COVID, you know, from those early days in quarantine to virtual learning to today to the need being, you know, just as great, if not greater. Um, So now that you've grown so much, what schools do you support at the moment?
2: So we are in 24 schools. We have eight schools in Baltimore City and 14 schools in Baltimore County. And I believe in the next week or two, we're going to be bringing on four new elementary schools.
0: That's incredible. Now, how can other schools apply? Is there a waiting list? And then, you know, how do you how do you not have a waiting list? Like, is it that we need, we'll get into donations and and that sort of thing? Um, Obviously, you need tons of volunteers. You definitely don't do this alone, but the community I know has been very supportive um, of your mission. So what's the scoop on, you know, how schools can apply? Is that something they just go to your website to do?
2: Yes. So we have a easy interest form on our website that schools can fill out. And the um, registration process or onboarding process is pretty easy on our end and their end. Um, and once a school is signed up to partner with us, we then find a volunteer who will bring the food bag to the school each Friday.
0: Okay, that's how it works. And what I know it seems like a simple question, but I think it's important. What is your website for people to know?
2: It's uh, www.baltimorehungerproject.org.
0: Okay, that is easy. And as far as the waiting list goes, I know, um, of course, your goal would be to, you know, put yourself out of business to end childhood hunger and not to have any more schools that need your help. But I know there are plenty that do. So can you hopefully maybe eventually not have a waiting list or is it just you're going to keep going ahead until there's not one person that that doesn't have what they need and, and are, you know, so that no one's going hungry? So
2: certainly... Like you said, we'd like to put ourselves out of business. But in the meantime, there's about 114,000 students in Baltimore County alone that could benefit from Baltimore Hunger Project services. And until we reach all of them, we're going to be hard at work making sure that we do. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, I saw a very um, sort of poignant message on your website. It said, with no volunteers, there is no Baltimore Hunger Project. Correct. Uh, Because is it still almost, um, you're definitely the driving force, putting everything you have literally back into the cause that's so important Mm -hmm. of feeding hungry kids, but is it still pretty bare bones as far as you and then some, you know, very helpful and and kind-hearted volunteers pretty much? Because there's not a lot of layers of, you know, management and all that other stuff. You know, it's definitely a nonprofit, so obviously it's lean and mean. Is it still like that?
2: It is. I would say we are small but mighty.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that.
2: We have an amazing group, Um, I call them my army of angels, who help me with everything that we do. And we have about 100 volunteers who come through here each week on a consistent basis, whether they're packing our food bags, delivering to the schools, making sure that our warehouse runs smoothly, that our front desk is open to greet others who come here. Um, It's just, it's an amazing operation.
0: And where are you allowed to say where your warehouse is or is that a, a super secret location?
2: No secret there. We are in Timonium on Deerco Road.
0: Gotcha. A lot of industry over there. So we know that you guys are helping people out and feeding hungry kids over there, um, you know, when we're on our way to, to shop right or something. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So volunteers are something that you always need. Is that something they can also go to BaltimoreHungerProject.org and find out, you know, fill out something and say, you know, how you can help?
2: Absolutely. We're always looking for volunteers who are willing to pack. Now that we are expanding into new schools, we're also going to need delivery drivers. And we put together inside our food bags, every bag has a handwritten note of encouragement. That's a great way that the community can get involved in a virtual opportunity to help us. We put together snack bags that supplement our weekend food bags. And we're also putting together amazing birthday kits.
0: That's so cool. What a great idea. Was that your idea, too?
2: So I had heard it was done somewhere else, but I made it so that it's Baltimore Hunger Project. That's good. And I I personally love my birthday, and I can't (laughs) imagine not being able to celebrate it. So what we put together is a way to have a full celebration. It's a disposable 9 by 7 pan with a lid. And everything inside of the package is to have a great birthday celebration. It's cake, it's icing, candles, a birthday card, plastic silverware, napkins, paper plates, oil. And so hopefully what you need is eggs to put it to bake it and celebrate.
0: That's so cool. And is that something that you're also getting help from, um, you know, vendors and, and the community to get those items to put together so you have enough for whoever might be celebrating a birthday and also receiving a kit?
2: We, it's been amazing. We've received hundreds of these birthday kits made by the community and we have been distributing them to our schools for the kids birthdays. So for example, it's now February. Last week we sent out all the birthday kits to the schools with children who are celebrating February birthdays, but we also were able to share our birthday kits with several nonprofits that work throughout Baltimore City and Baltimore County so that they could share them with their children.
0: That's awesome. Do you want to name any of those other nonprofits that you're also supporting with that project?
2: Sure. We handed them to the Crisis Center in Reisterstown. We took some to the Ronald McDonald House, and we worked with another one whose name of course escapes me that's so okay you don't that, want to say that that's
0: okay well rest assured you're, you're helping so many people yep. that's really cool you're able to share the love like that and the community i mean that's baltimore for you that's giving you a big hug right back it's it always really impresses me how you know generous this community is in in helping their fellow neighbors it's incredible
2: i i absolutely agree with you i think that we could not do what we do if it wasn't for the support of the community. Mm-hmm. We've been very, very blessed.
0: That's awesome. And how about, you know, I know they say uh, in the nonprofit world, sometimes cash is still king or, or whatever, but in, the, in your case, maybe we might um, sort of, Kind of politely disagree with that maybe in some ways, but there are ways that people can donate monetarily through the website. And tell us how they can do that and then kind of break down. People like to know where their money's going, right? So say, what, what does $25 provide? What does Absolutely. $100 provide? What does $250 provide? Or really, honestly, anything anyone can afford. How does that help?
2: Well, each one of our food, our food bags that we put together costs $5. And I like to share with the groups that come here that that's really equivalent to getting a fancy drink at Starbucks. It is. Right. And that's what an entire weekend's worth of food or supplemental food for our kids costs. And so $25 would enable us to support one child for the month. $100 would be one student for half the semester. And then $250 is what it costs or what a donation would cover for one student for the entire school year.
0: That's definitely doable. That's amazing.
2: It is. It it really is. And um, with donations, it will enable us to take the kids off of the wait list.
0: Yep, that's what needs to happen. Exactly. And I've noticed um, just a quick trip to your website, which everybody can click on right now. Again, we're talking to Lenny Kahn, the founder of Baltimore Hunger Project. It's online at BaltimoreHungerProject.org. And gosh, on there, your logos of, you know, your partners, because again, you do not do this alone. You may have started it on your own, but you definitely um, have the support of everyone you come into contact with. It seems like, I mean, it sounds like I'm name dropping, but Amazon, Papa John's with Shaq, you know, Whole Foods (laughs) and Towson that just opened. Um, So they just. Call you and want to help, like, and if we want to start, you know, locally, I think that's super important since you are a local nonprofit. The recently opened Whole Foods in Towson, tell us about what they're doing the entire month of February, right?
2: Right. So it has been an incredible year. We are a small operation, but we have gained lots of national recognition, and I think it's because our mission is very simple: we see a hungry kid and we feed a hungry kid, and so. Traditionally, in February, we do a Spread the Love campaign where we collect peanut butter and jelly and share that with the families that we support. And this year, Whole Foods Market, the one that you just mentioned in Towson that just opened, has generously donated 1,600 jars of peanut butter and jelly. That's amazing. It is amazing. And they are sponsoring the 2022 Spread the Love campaign.
0: That's incredible. Wow. And, uh, you know, they're new to the community. That's also a very smart idea. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's incredible. And, you know, you mentioned national recognition. And I know you're very, uh, you know, a very modest person and you're all about just putting everything you have back into the cause. Um, and I, I don't want you to get you out of your comfort zone. But I, when I, again, saw you on the Kelly Clarkson show during that Good Neighbor segment where she highlights people doing good things in their communities, um, I was like, wow. So tell us about that experience um, and, you know, how it's all about, you know, people and networking and connections. And and I'm sure you were thinking like, wow, in your in your mind, you're probably thinking, wow, think of how much we can, you know, translate this to feeding more kids. You know, that was an incredible opportunity. Like, just tell us about how that happened and what it was like.
2: It was literally the most amazing thing I have done. Um It it was just incredible. Sitting on the couch next to Kelly, she is exactly like you think she would be. She's like your best girlfriend. Um, And sitting next to Gordon Ramsay, um, I don't know that I've ever had like a wish list of things to do, but that's pretty high up there.
0: Yeah, I would say. And he he very um, candidly talked about how he grew up as big as he is now. He still shared his story of being food insecure as a kid. And um, he really, when you were talking about you know, the the what happens to kids and how long it takes for them to, to adapt and get out of the brain fog of, of literally being too hungry to focus on their studies. That he, he was practically in tears. I mean he he saw that need and he sees that need with what he does on a national level mm-hmm. too. Um so I think were you guys all bonding over that that we, common cause
2: we were and not only was it an unbelievable opportunity to share what Baltimore Hunger Project does, but it was an opportunity for the viewing audience to really consider what goes on in their own community and raise the awareness of hunger, like down the street from them in their schools, in their workplaces. The thing about hunger is it's invisible and you have no idea what your neighbor or your partner or your coworker is going through. And I appreciated so greatly the opportunity to be able to share that
0: hmm. That's so true. And, you know, it's it's like you see somebody on TV like that and you think like, you know, when I first saw you on there, I was like, oh, my gosh, you must have like a Hollywood agent now and everything. But again, it was just and that's a testament to like Kelly and her producers and trying to find ordinary people doing extraordinary things, you know, mm-hmm. that she was able to pluck you out. And 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 the fact that you can still operate lean and mean and keep you know, as you said, a small but mighty, you know, keep the cause mm-hmm. in the always at, at the forefront. Um, and have you, have you heard anything as a result of that? Have you heard from anybody who, you know, got in touch with you and said, hey, I grew up food insecure as a kid or, uh, you know, applauded you for what you're doing or asked if they could help? Or has there been any response from you being on The Kelly Clarkson Show? And wh- when was that? To I forgot to ask exactly specifically what. So
2: we, we went in November to film it and it aired January sixth.
0: Okay, so it was very, very recently. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, what's the response been from that? You know, locally? The response
2: has been tremendous. Um, Tremendous from my own personal network um, and also from local businesses who want to get involved and are asking how they can help us. One of The things that I would really like to do is to take Baltimore Hunger Project and package it so that I can share it with other communities. And I had received a couple of phone calls from people across the United States who would like to do the same thing and were looking for advice on how to get started.
0: Oh, cool. So, does that mean kind of taking a local nonprofit and bringing it national? Or would you just help them get their own sort of like, you know, nonprofits off the ground? Or would it all be? But, and would, and would you change the name? This is this is such a great idea. How would that work? I know it's a lot of work. But.
2: I, I don't know how it would work, but I think I would like to just package it up with a bow and share it.
0: Yeah. And, so that's where I mean, that's where we are then At as far as your, you know, how many years down, 2014 to doing the, not mm-hmm. good with math, but 2022. How many years is that that you've been doing it as Baltimore Hunger Project? Eight. Eight years. Okay. So that's like maybe at that, what would be realistic? At the 10-year mark, maybe you could get into, you know nationwide communities possibly?
2: (laughs) I think that that would be incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to have goals. And that's kind of like my next question, sort of like, is that the biggest thing on your wish list right now or things that you want to and we're still very new into this uh, 2022, which is really 2020 part two in a lot of ways, sometimes, Um, you know, is that probably on the top of your list of things that you're working on right now?
2: I think it's one of many my board, we have a powerful board and we joke all the time and i say how do you eat an elephant and they say one bite at a time (laughs) they come back and they tell me that i'm asking them to eat multiple elephants at the same time (laughs) because that's what you're doing you're like
0: like, why can't anybody be why can't they be more like you and be able to do all that simultaneously (laughs) i don't understand yeah so we have
2: lots of really great ideas and ways to build um build ambassadors and build community and um be able to really make a dent or eliminate weekend childhood hunger, which is back to our mission and how many lives are we impacting and Mm -hmm. how many children's lives are we changing by just something as simple as providing them with food over the weekend.
0: Yeah. Do you ever, do you have any of those, um, you know, people that came back to you with success stories like, Oh, you first gave me my, um, my kit or my bag and my lunch pouch. And now like two years later, they're, you know, um, thriving and volunteering for you or something like that. I'm sure you hear success stories. Or is it sort of a quiet, is it kind of like hunger in that it's very quiet and private and you don't hear back?
2: I think it's both. I think that we're young enough in what we do that we haven't heard because most of the children that we support are elementary school students. However, during the pandemic, I had received a phone call from a gentleman who wanted to bring food, non-perishable foods, to Baltimore Hunger Project. He wanted to make a donation. And we started talking and I asked him, how did he hear about us? And he said, during the pandemic, he was in line for food. And it was one of Baltimore Hunger Project's community distribution lines. Wow. And he didn't realize that we were the same people, right? He he knew he was in line asking for assistance, but didn't realize that it was my organization. Yeah. And we got to talking and he told me that, He had saved every note of encouragement that was received in the food bags. That's incredible. Yes, his kids put them on the refrigerator. And he actually was walking through his home and, you know, came in front of his refrigerator and was reading me the notes that were inside his food bags. And he told me that those notes helped sustain his kids during a really hard time.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you're right. It's not just about feeding. It's like getting through that difficult period like that. So that's something. And anybody who's listening to the show can help and write those notes right at your website, um, amongst other ways that they can support Baltimore Hunger Project as well. That's incredible. I love that story.
2: Thank you. And I, our tagline is feeding bodies and minds. And I think that that really encompasses everything. We want to be able to surround our kids, the community's kids, in the same way we would do our own.
0: That's right. Feeding bodies and minds. That's, that's very poignantly and simply put. I love it. And we really have the final moments left here, but I want to make sure people yeah. know again how to find you online and on social media. You are um, very active on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. How do they get uh, links to your social media and that sort of thing?
2: So everything is Baltimore Hunger Project on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I believe it's Baltimore Hunger Proj.
0: <laughs> I think it is. You're absolutely right, Lenny. <laughs> Nobody knows this organization better than you. You're absolutely right. We are follow, like that. We follow yeah. you, obviously, right? Um, anything you'd like to add or that I forgot to ask you or anybody you'd like to thank? That's kind of a two-parter as we wrap up here.
2: Yeah. I guess I would say that I thank you for giving me this opportunity to really share something that means, really means so much to me and that I'm passionate about, and I love to be able to share it and create that awareness. Of the problem that's the problem that's in our community and what we are doing about it and just to share with your listeners that we run with the support of the community and I would welcome any and all support helping us um, helping us really doing our best to eliminate weekend childhood hunger
0: yes please join the team the small but mighty team that is feeding bodies and yes. minds and oh my goodness we have two whole minutes left so is there Oh my gosh I know. Can you believe it? So um, anything you want to reiterate? Um, let's see. Let me think if there's something I forgot. How about, okay, here's a sort of like a, a fun little question at the end here. What keeps you going like on your toughest day? You know, you, you everybody hits hurdles along the way. Um, and maybe, maybe you look at those notes of encouragement or, you know, one that you've written or something. Is it anything specific that really keeps you going or is it really, you know,
2: your mission? I think it's knowing that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and that the work that we do here is so important and that the children who receive our food bags, they rely on us. They rely on the consistency, knowing that every week they're going to receive our food bags. Someone had given me, gifted me a wind chime and it's hanging in my office. And she told me every time the bell rings or chimes, (laughs) that it is, um, that it's a child thinking of Baltimore Hunger Project and the help that they're getting.
0: Wow, that's powerful. I
2: think that sticks with me when I walk out the door and um, the the bell bells, the bell rings. It just is a, a little reminder. Mm-hmm. Of it's a reminder, that we're doing yeah, the, and the impact that we have.
0: Absolutely, I was just going to say the impact that you're making every single day. And real quick, I know there uh, there is currently a waiting list, but I don't want to discourage people and schools that want to apply. Once again, how can anybody who needs to get your help apply, particularly with schools? Because I know that's where it started.
2: Right. So please go onto our website and fill out the interest form and we will do our very best to be able to assist them and take on as many kids as they need.
0: Awesome. And that's at BaltimoreHungerProject.org. Thank you so much, founder of Baltimore Hunger Project, Lenny Khan. She's our hero. You're awesome. And uh, and we'll keep looking for you on TV and we hope everybody (laughs) helps uh, in any way that they can. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it. We do too.
0: And you guys, thanks for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.